318? Okay. Um, today's hymn of praise is number 318. With it, whiter than snow. Please stand. To be more vainly whole, I want thee more ever to live in my soul. Break down every idol, down every hole. Now wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Whiter whiter than snow. Now wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Lord Jesus, look down from thy throne in the skies and help me to make a complete sacrifice. I Myself and whatever I know, now wash me and I shall be whiter than snow, whiter than snow, yes, whiter than snow, now wash me and I shall be whiter. For this I most humbly entreat. I want and in Lord and not crucify me. My faith for my cleansing I see not but know. Now wash me and I shall be white. Whiter than snow, yes, whiter than snow. Now wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Lord Jesus, thou see his high patient thee wait. Come now and within me anew. Join me in uh, prayer and praise to God. Um, can you kneel down, guys? Thank you. 
dear God, thank you so much for today. Uh, just thank you for making this day possible that we can come together and worship you. Uh, dear God, be with any silent prayer requests in the congregation and just show your hands today uh, throughout the world, especially throughout this church right now, God. Uh, bless uh, anyone who's going through any struggles. Um, God, let them know you're by their side and that you always help them through tough times and help us to seek you even when we're happy, even when we're not going through uh, trials, but help us to always be um, just by your side, always wanting to be with you, always wanting to praise you. Uh, help us praise you today and all day long. In the name I pray, amen. Today's call to offering is uh, the local local church budget. Um, uh, will the deacons please stand? Um, let's pray. Um, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for everything you have done for this week. Um, <laughs> please bless uh, this money to go towards the church. Um, and in your name, amen. Um. It is now time for children's stories, so if the children would please come and sit in the front pew.
Well, good morning and happy Sabbath. How is everyone today? Good, that's good. So this story happened to me when I was at my grandma's house. No. How many of you like going to your, to your grandma's house? Yeah, it's always fun. I was about maybe, I think, four years old when this story happened, and it was in the fall. Now, a few of my cousins, my grandpa and my dad, were helping my grandpa rake all the leaves around the house because their house was in the woods. They're helping them rake all the leaves into big piles so they could burn them. And of course, me being a little four-year-old, they'd rake up the leaves and then I'd come and destroy the piles and they'd have to rake them all up again. But, you know, it's just how it was. But eventually, my mom comes out the front door of my grandma's house and she calls us in for lunch. And as we're walking to the door, I'm, I'm following my dad to the front door. And I look over... And I see like this little pile of white stuff on the, on the ground. And now in my mind, I think, snow, I want to go play in the snow. So I go over to what I think is snow. And by the way, I'm wearing sandals. Um, like I mentioned before, my cousins, my dad and my grandpa, they had been burning leaf piles. And... I go and step in what I think is the snow. And it was not snow. It was a pile of ashes, and there were still embers underneath the ashes that were very hot. And I stood there, and I jump in, and I just scream. Now, my mother was not the most athletic person, but um, I don't think I have ever seen anyone run so fast before. She, come, she comes running out. She scoops me up and then runs me back into the house. And I'm just crying and, oh, it hurts, it hurts, it hurts. And then my mom and my grandma spend the next like half hour putting ice on my ankles that were burned, which kind of just made me scream and cry more. And eventually my mom was like, I think we should go home. But one thing that I have learned through this experience is that When we go through life, sometimes Satan tempts us with things that look fun and enjoyable. And, you know, we think we can have a a good time if if we engage in those things. But then when we give in to those temptations, sometimes we can get hurt. And sometimes we can get hurt really bad. And another thing that I took away from this experience was that if I had kept my eyes on my father and continued to follow him into the house... I wouldn't have noticed the pile of what I thought was snow off to the side. We have to remember that we need to keep our eyes on our Heavenly Father and continue to follow Him. Because if we do, then the temptations of this world will be far less appealing to us. So let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Dear Father in Heaven, we thank you for giving us this Sabbath day, and we thank you that we can come together and worship you. Please, Father, help us all to remember to keep our eyes on you and to call on you for help whenever we feel tempted. And please, Father, bless the rest of this service and help it to go well. We thank you and ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
So our special music today is uh, from uh, the Wisconsin Academy Way Team, um, and we are going to sing Come Thou Fount, hymn number 334. Today's scripture reading is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Good morning, and happy Sabbath, everyone. Um, Before I begin, I would like to have a word of prayer, so if you would please bow your heads with me. Dear Father in heaven, we thank you again that we can be gathered here together on your Sabbath day. I pray, Father, that you will bless the rest of the service and that the words that I speak and the words that the other speakers say will not be our own, but that they will be inspired by you. We just pray, Father, that you will send us the Holy Spirit to impress upon us what we should say and that the Holy Spirit will be working among everyone here. We thank you again. For this day, and we ask this in Jesus' name, amen. So as Aaron recited, um, the theme for the WA Way teams this year has been trusting in God. Now sometimes it can be hard to trust in someone or something that we, we don't see physically or something that we don't always know that's there. But to be able to trust someone 
you have to have a relationship with them and know who they are. You know, we serve the God of heaven, the God who created this earth and who spoke this very world into existence. And the way we get to know him is by studying his word, the Bible. It says in Hebrews 4.12 that the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, and it pierces even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is discerner, the discerner of our hearts. And how we get, one way that we get to know God better is by reading his word. His word is what reveals his character to us. We can see throughout the Bible stories of those who came before us who put their trust in God and how he worked for them in miraculous ways. And another way that we get to know God is by spending our own personal time with him in prayer. We pour our hearts out to him. Something that, something that I like to think about is when we pray to God, it's like we're talking to our best friend because... That is who God wants to be to us. He wants to be our best friend. He wants to be the one that we can share everything with. And he's always there to comfort us and guide us. Now, trust and faith go hand in hand. And as I said before, sometimes it can be hard to have faith and put trust in someone that we can't physically see. It says in Hebrews 11.1 1, that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Sometimes it can be really hard to put our faith in God, especially when life gets hard. We know that the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And sometimes when Satan attacks us, it can be really discouraging. And we don't know what to do. But Jesus who came to this earth and lived out a perfect human life, who paid the ultimate sacrifice for all of our sins, knows what we go through on this planet. It says in Hebrews 4.15 that we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. And it says in 1 John chapter 2 that we have an advocate with the Father in heaven, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he himself is the propitiation for our sins. Jesus knows how hard it can be to go through life on this planet. And I would go as far, I, I would say that Jesus experienced a much harder life than all of us do, not just because he was born into poverty and because he took the role of a servant, but because he died the most painful death that anyone on this planet has ever had to endure. And that just, it just blows my mind on how much our God loves just this one small planet out of probably thousands that he created that rebelled. God could have easily just snapped his finger in an instant this world would be gone, but he loves each and every one of us so much that he sent Jesus, the one who spoke this very world into existence, to suffer and die and feel the pain, guilt, and shame of the billions upon billions of sins that have been committed on this planet. In Revelation 14.12, um, this, this chapter is talking about God's end-time people, and we believe that we are God's end-time people. We are the remnant. Amen? Amen. Revelation 14.12 says, Here is the patience of the saints. 
Here are they who keep the commandments of God and have the faith of Jesus. And what is the faith of Jesus? Well, if we go back and look at Jesus' life, especially when he was in Gethsemane, when God's presence was being taken away from him, he felt the pressure of all the sins and all the guilt and shame being put on him. He started sweating drops of blood. That was the closest Jesus ever came to giving up. But he put his faith in God and said, Not my will, thy will be done. And I believe that the faith of Jesus is continuing to hope and believe that our Father in heaven is still there for us, even when we can't feel his presence. Even when it seems like everything in life that could possibly go wrong is going wrong. It is that faith and belief that God is still there. Hebrews 12.2 says, Jesus is the author of and finisher of our faith. When we ask for faith, Jesus gives us his faith that was able to see through the darkness and trust that his heavenly father was still there. When we trust God through smaller trials in our life, it better prepares us for larger ones that are to come. In Jesus dying on the cross, we see as I said before, the greatest act of love that has ever been demonstrated. God loves every single person in this church so much that the creator who spoke this world into existence died for us. When we, you know, we, we may not always know the end from the beginning, but we know the one who is the beginning and the end. Romans 8.28 says, um, All things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. You know, not everything that happens in life may necessarily be God's will and may not necessarily be pleasant to go through, but we trust in God. We can hope and trust that Even through the darkest times, God is still there with us, and he can use those dark times to help us and strengthen us later because we can look back and and see how he got us through what we went through before. We can have confidence in him that he will still be there for us in the future. Isaiah 41, verse 10 says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee by the right hand of my righteousness. And Jesus promises us at the very end of Matthew that, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And that is a promise that we must claim, we must say to ourselves. And in the Bible, we find so many promises of God promising that he will be there for us and always bear there to listen to us and comfort us and protect us and guide us through life. We just have to believe it and claim it for ourselves. And to close, I would like to read a short passage from Desire of Ages, page 24. Since Jesus came to dwell with us, we know that God is acquainted with our trials and sympathizes with our griefs. Every son and daughter of Adam may understand that our Creator is the friend of sinners. For in every doctrine of grace, every promise of joy, 
every deed of love, every divine attraction presented in the Savior's life on earth, we see God with us. How are you guys? So far, so good? How many of you guys have baggage? What I mean by that is mental, spiritual, physical, rather we're going on trips, just having fun, you know, just depending on the situation. How many of us have baggage? Because I know that I do. Now, what I brought with me is my Bible and a lot of baggage. Now, this baggage represents every single thing that clouds my mind or disrupts everything from my relationship with God. You know, I have an object that can be represented as my family life, how the chaos of our family can get in the way of my relationship with God, or how sometimes I prioritize things, such as sleep or or resting instead of doing the things that I need to or doing the chores I should be but I'm not or putting too many obligations on my, onto myself rather it's doing special music for church or just practicing my instruments or having all these appointments for my orthodontist because braces or all these different school projects or weight teams or you know all these things where I intend to do good but yeah, it's still baggage that I carry, stuff that weighs on me. My enjoyment of music and, you know, science and the music theory behind it can also get in the way of things. Now, the biggest one that I hold happens to be my smallest item, and that is my past experiences and the things that I worry about in the future. That's represented by a camera because you can, no matter, you know, what happens, you can still capture that moment within a single picture. Sometimes, being a workaholic, I prioritize work. Lots of work clothes. Clothes that I could have kept, but instead I used for work clothes, and now they're ruined. My, procra- my procrastination leads to lacking schoolwork. And sometimes even my friendships need fixing because of all the rest of the baggage. So I have my toolbox representing the things that I need to fix within my relationships with God, my relationships with my friends, and my family, and those around me. Now, now if I had someone to probably come up here, such as my sister, to try to carry all of this stuff, Across the room. One at a time. That's the thing. You have to carry everything at the same exact time. Would you like to try, Anna? Kind of. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. You 
ahead. So as Anna just did exactly what I thought that she was going to do, which was start moving things around, look at what she's got in front of her, and give up. Eh, maybe not. This is, this is difficult. Who said I'm giving up? You literally just said, eh, I don't think so. <laughs> so my point is, is, go ahead, go ahead. But you're still missing that as well. So, would you say that that was easy or difficult? not really giving an answer. <laughs> but, so moving that stuff, having all of that burdens, all those baggage on you at all times can weigh on the mind and distract us from our relationship with God. Now it would be much simpler, simpler to leave all that behind and just hold this. Our relationship with God can solve these problems. Our, there is no trial or baggage or problem that we face that we cannot fix with God. There are so many verses that can be used as so many, in so many different ways and for so many different situations. But why do we choose to carry all this baggage? and leave this behind. Anyone got any ideas? Why do you think that is? But is there a way that we can get to know him? That's my point. Is I was looking at our theme verse for today, and... Now, I woke up this morning with a Charlie horse in my leg at 4 a.m., and it happened to wake me up several other times throughout the night. And at that very moment, I still did not know what I was speaking about because I was too busy worrying about my baggage that I didn't even consider trusting in God, allowing him to work in me, work through me, that I may speak about the topic of trusting in God. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Not just, oh, I'm going to keep half of the baggage and I'm going to maybe take a couple of items and then carry it across and then study. All of your heart. Why do we hold on to certain items of, of our baggage? Is it because it's something that develops our character? Is it something that is meaningful to us? Is, or is it just because Satan is using that to distract us from who God is? Lean not on your own understanding. You know, sometimes I can get into disagreements with my sister, and she is a very, very good person to debate with. If you ever want to go there, please do, because I happen to lose. But 
instead of getting into those debates, we are human. You know, we are really just human compared to anyone else out there. Like, we are all equal. But yet, there's a Heavenly Father who loves us and cares for us, no matter what we do or no matter what we say. But yet, we still follow our own understanding. This verse is telling us to leave that behind. Let go of that baggage that we carry around for so long. And just follow Him. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. Now, for me, I have some issues with my legs. And I struggle with schoolwork, especially Algebra 2. Don't even get me started on that. You know, all these different things within school or the problems in my family life or, you know, the things that I focus on the most. I dwell on those things. I focus on the negativity, the things that happen, the things that go wrong within my life. Sometimes I just happen to, you know, be going through the, no- the news or, or uh, listening to radio stations that are talking about politics. And we, do- we dwell on these things. But no matter what happens, God is in control. So why don't we acknowledge him for who he is and just trust in him? Because, as I said before, we are really nothing compared to what God can do for us, with us, and in us. And he shall direct our paths. Without all this baggage, I could have simply had my sister walk across this this sanctuary here, no problem, and pick up the Bible. The thing is, is... If we were to just let go and trust in God, we, we won't have this baggage to carry. Because the, the things that will be replaced, besides the baggage, the things that are replacing that baggage is Christ's character. How many of us want that? <laughs> we... Are human. We make stem, uh, We make mistakes. We make comments. We go based off of our own opinion. Instead, we should be just relying on the Lord and trusting in Him for our understanding, for our ways of dealing with our baggage, for just how to deal with the baggage in general. Because with school, I can definitely tell the days that I spend time in devotionals from the days that I do not. That is a big difference in trusting in God. When you can first realize what is the difference between trusting in God and taking your own path. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I want to thank you again for just another day that you've given us, and I want to thank you for getting us through the week um, that we may just dwell upon your Sabbath, Lord, and spend time with you. Lord, I pray that as we um, are going through the Sabbath that we really focus on these thoughts of, um, of letting go of our baggage, our baggage, the things that burden us, Lord, and just trust in you, Lord. I pray that you will just be with us and guide us and lead us in every situation, every circumstance that we come across, Lord. I pray that as we enter a new week, that 
we will be willing to allow you to work within us. Help us to trust in you no matter what circumstance that we face, Lord. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Happy Sabbath. Let's pray before I start. Uh, Dear God, thank you again for uh, DJ and William. Um, Help us to keep this message in our hearts that we can trust in you no matter what we're going through. Uh, Be with my uh, worship, my testimony, God. Uh, Speak through me and let it not be my words. And help the church to um, be burdened with this message that uh, where they go, they can trust in you and know that you work in their lives. You say my prayer, amen. Um, I am not a preacher. I just like to uh, testimonies because that's how I see it personal to me. Um, so we are talking about trusting in God. Um, my theme is trusting in God even you, when you don't know the way. Um, I, do, I do canvassing. Do any of you guys know what's canvassing? Good, good. So it's basically where you go door to door. Um, um, selling Ellen White's books um, and just other health books. Um, so through that, you go through um, a lot of learning how to trust in God because you cannot do it by yourself. If you try, you just get, like, you always come back to base crying if you didn't even depend on God. Um, so the verse, the verse, uh, um, Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. Because he trusts in thee. Trust in thee, the Lord, forever. For the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. So, just as I said, you literally have to keep with God. You have to do devotions in the morning. Pray every other house for you to have peace. For you to not um, cry or just be... Um, angry regret after every rejection because you will get a lot of rejections. Um, so I have two testimonies. Um, it was my first day in the field. That's why we call it. It was my first day in the field and I was just scared. I was like, I am not going to do this. I want to go back home. It was very scary. I don't really talk to strangers. Well, now I do. But, um, the first door, I knocked, and uh, no one answered. Um, so I, I was like, I should leave, should I leave? And then I prayed a, a little prayer. Um, and But like I was impressed to stay at that house. And so I knocked again. And then I knocked the third time, and this woman came out. And so I started talking to her, um, just showing her my book. The specific book I showed her was a health book. Um, and we start talking, and then she just starts, like, crying out of nowhere. And I'm there, like, what do I do? Like, I'm not very emotional, so I'm like, do I give her a hug? Do I pray for her? And so I just keep talking about the book. And then uh, she, keeps, she keeps crying, and they're like, okay. And I'm like, can I pray with you? And so she was like, yeah, that'll be fine. So I pray. Then after I pray, she even keeps crying more. And then she tells me that she has cancer, and she was on the verge of giving up. And she, uh, she's been praying. She didn't know that there was a God out there. But she was like, if there's a higher power, I, wanted to, um, I just wanted someone to come and help me. 
And that book, that book was uh, an answer to prayer, and I was just, I was encouraged throughout the week, throughout the day, to just keep going door to door that there'll be someone needing help. And um, this other, um, this other one is, um, it was this one is two weeks ago actually. I was go, uh, you know, the Christmas break for uh, students. I went to GYC. Who knows GYC? Good. So, uh, so we went there. Uh, but before that, there's ten days where we go canvassing. It's called pre-GYC, and so I wanted to do that. I wasn't, I wasn't canvassing for a year before that, and so um, we went. It was something small. It was in Arizona, uh, and then I met this person. Uh, they were also going through a lot of stuff, but. It wasn't. It wasn't open, and so I just I knocked. She was like, "Are you Jehovah Witness?" I was like, "No." She was like, "Come in," and so that was. I was really happy about that. I got in the house. We were not supposed to go in the house, but either way, I was feel. I felt impressed to go in the house, and so I went in the house. Uh, we talked and talked, and but and then I looked at her TV. She was watching Doug Bachelor. She didn't even know who that was. She was like, yeah, I love this guy's sermons. Um, it's really helped me uh, just love Jesus. I'm having Bible studies with a Jehovah Witness. She's my only friend. I don't want to tell her that I don't want to join her church. But it's just not like I don't want to join that church. I think there's something more. And then she kept. Then she talked to me about Ellen White. I was like, Literally, there's some Adventists who don't even like, who don't really focus on Ellen White. And this woman didn't even know that it was Seven Adventist Church. She didn't know who was Ellen White, but she was just so impressed that she started like preaching to me about Ellen White. And so I'm just there, like, okay. And so we went on. We talked about um, the Great Controversy. We uh, talked about, of course, uh, Ellen White. We talked about Doug Bachelor. We're just going through everything, and she's uh, so impressed that that she just starts telling me all her life stories and how she's been searching for a church. She she became Buddhist at one point. She was uh, a Baptist at some some point, and she was just going through all this searching and searching. And she said that day, that day it was she was impressed when I told her about the Seventh Adventist, uh, and then I told her what we believe in and what I believe in, and. She said all all those were almost according to her belief, even though she didn't join a church. And she asked for Bible studies, and she um, I heard later that she have been going to that church, that Seventh Adventist church there. And so that was an answer to prayer, and then just it was crazy seeing someone so open to uh, looking for our church, for God's church. Our closing hymn will be number 524, Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus. Please stand.
Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you again for today and for your day of worship. Um, help us to just appreciate and rest and worship you on this day. Help us to show your love and kindness to our neighbors, strangers, and our family. Dear God, just be with us and just help us to have that burning fire in our heart that we can't hold it in any longer and we want to share your words with the world. God, be with this church and the members in it. Help them to spread it throughout the world just like you said. 
to preach and to baptize one another. And you, God, just stay with us today and help us to stay in you. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen.